Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello, and welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So glad you're a part of things. Now today, should you invest in real estate or stocks? Maybe both? I think so. Here's why you should invest in both real estates, real estate and stocks. Real estate and stocks, they're the two of the biggest asset classes that investors choose to invest in. But most don't do both. Many either stick to the stock market or stick to real estate. Sometimes speaking to real estate investors, they think stock market investors are silly and vice versa. The truth is, There are pros and cons to both real estate and stocks, but when thinking about real estate versus stocks, it's really not an either-or game. It should probably be an and game. We have an amazing partner coming alongside of us for this one too, Roofstock. They're going to show you why you should consider investing in both real estate and paper assets like stocks and bonds, and why, especially given the current economic conditions, This could be a smart move for your money. Let's break it down. The four main asset classes. Not what your parents taught you. First, it's essential to have a conversation about asset classes. I'm not talking about the asset classes of paper assets, like stocks, but the bigger asset classes. There are four main asset classes. Number one, you. Number two, business. Three, paper assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and four, real estate. When you're just getting going as an adult, you're probably your biggest asset. It's what brings in the cash each month that you can live off of and also maybe invest. Your goal should be to take as much excess money as you can out of the you bucket and deploy it to other asset classes, a business, paper assets, or real estate. Many people do this instinctively by using tools like a 401k, but those that hit the upper levels of net worth are usually much more purposeful about saving and investing in other assets. That's where both real estate and paper assets come into play. They both have pros and cons, and we recommend that savvy investors invest in both paper assets and real estate, especially when today's technology makes it so easy to do both. The pros and cons of real estate. First, let's dive right into real estate. So real estate investors tout physical real estate as one of the best ways to invest. And it does have some great benefits. If you already have a good feeling about real estate, jump on over to Roofstock and check out what you can buy to start building wealth. So let's start with the pros. Real estate is a physical asset. When you buy real estate, you're purchasing an actual thing, whether a house, duplex, commercial, etc. You know, that's pretty easy to understand. And by being real, you have some intrinsic value. Unlike stocks, you really can't have it go to zero dollars in most cases. Plus, the management of real estate is also pretty easy to understand. You rent it out to collect rent, pay for maintenance and expenses, profit the difference. With real estate, since it's a physical asset and has some intrinsic value, it's also an excellent hedge against inflation. If future inflation is something you're concerned about, 
especially with all the money the Federal Reserve is printing these days, <laughs> then this could be a stable asset to help hedge against inflation. Finally, people will always need a place to live in. This simple truth isn't going to go anywhere. You can use leverage in a safer manner. Okay, so leverage is debt. And debt can be scary. But when you buy real estate, it's much safer to use debt than it would be for stocks, which you can also do. It's just called margin. <laughs> Using debt to buy real estate is a great way to use a small down payment and buy a property that you couldn't afford without the debt. But the debt is safer because real estate prices don't typically fluctuate widely like stocks do. As such, you can use this to your advantage. There are tax benefits for real estate. Finally, let's check out the significant tax benefits to investing in real estate. You only pay taxes on your net income when you rent a property. As such, your mortgage interest, insurance, and more are all tax-deductible expenses. Your renters can pay off a property for you over time, and your tax bill may be minimal or even nothing. <laughs> but there are cons to investing in real estate, and that does hold people back. Let's take a look at those. Real estate is work. A lot of work. <laughs> One aspect of real estate to consider is that you can either put in money or your time to get things done. And the more money you put in, of course, the less you earn. That's why many real estate investors choose to do a lot of work themselves, from fixing clogged toilets to full renovations. But you can pay for these things as well. It does still require oversight and management, though. So if you're thinking about investing in real estate, just be aware it will take some work. It's more expensive to start. Even with today's technology and services, real estate is still more expensive to invest in than stocks. Services like Roofstock are trying to change that, with not only being able to purchase single-family homes, but also with innovative offerings like Roofstock One, where you can buy fractional shares of a property. Nice. However, even these investments are more expensive than buying stocks or fractional shares of an ETF. You can get started investing for just 5 or 10 bucks, when you typically need at least 500 to start with real estate. It's harder to buy and sell. Illiquid. Real estate is harder to buy and sell, especially compared to stocks. With real estate, transactions take time and there's a lot of work required to close a deal. Think inspections, insurance, paperwork... Oh, paperwork. And also, there are a lot of fees. If you're buying real estate, you can expect to pay a few thousand dollars to close the deal. If you're selling real estate, you can expect to pay upwards of 5-6% to 6 in commissions and fees. That's a lot of money, time, and effort to invest. But don't let the cons scare you. Real estate can still be an excellent investment. Check out Roofstock and see if any properties excite you to get started. Now, let's take a look at the pros and cons of stocks and mutual funds. After reading that list of cons for real estate, you might think, well, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, here we come! But they also have their pros and cons. Come on, everything does. Easy to buy and sell. Big pro here. Compared to real estate, paper assets like stocks and bonds are easy to buy and sell. You can invest in minutes, do it from your phone, and not think twice about it. You 
you should think twice, but still, just check out our list of investing apps. We have it at thecollegeinvestor.com. Tons of them. There's no real paperwork involved, and you can invest for like five bucks. There's lots of information. When you invest in the stock market, there seems to be limitless information. There are tons of research reports, analysis, charts. Oh, look at the lovely charts, history, and more. Plus, there's usually lots of price history as well. So you know what people will pay for a share of stock. You get little of that when it comes to real estate. Information in real estate is very opaque. It requires appraisals and inside knowledge to know the pricing. Negotiation is a part of every deal. And one property is never like another. Everyone is different. Here's another pro for stocks and mutual funds. No or low fees. When it comes to investing in stocks and ETFs, the price is $0 at most major stockbrokers. If you invest in mutual funds, you have some minor fees, but the transaction costs are zero or almost zero. And ongoing fees, known as expense ratios, are low in the best funds, less than 0.1%. Boom! So when you contrast that to real estate, that's a huge difference. There are also some tax benefits for investors in paper assets. Now, you can use an IRA or 401k and see your investments grow tax-deferred or even tax-free. That's amazing. Note, you can also set up a self-directed IRA or solo 401k and invest in real estate. It's just typically not a feature offered by the majority of employers, but stocks have their issues as well, okay? Volatility is a major con of stocks. It's that the value can fluctuate widely, even during a single day. Individual stocks are known to go down to zero <laughs> when a company declares bankruptcy or goes out of business. Plenty of investors have lost it all investing in the stock market, no kidding. So that's a considerable risk, especially when you contrast it to real estate, which is much less volatile. Some tax issues. While you can invest in an IRA or 401k, your contributions to these accounts are limited. If you want to invest beyond that, it is taxable. And taxable investments are subject to capital gains tax rates. Bum, bum, bum. This tax treatment is less appealing than real estate. Why you should invest in both real estate and stocks. So now that you have a good understanding of the pros and cons of both real estate and paper assets, I really hope you can see how they actually complement each other and would both make solid choices for your portfolio. Paper assets are easy, low cost, and a great starter investment beyond the you bucket. Once you get a little capital in there, it makes sense to start to diversify into real estate. By having both paper and real estate, you get diversification across asset classes, and they can both serve as a hedge against the other. The cool thing is, just like technology has made buying stocks and paper assets so easy, tools like Roofstock make investing in real estate easy too. You can sign up at Roofstock and start browning single-family turnkey real estate that's for sale. These properties are cash-flowing today by the way, so you can begin to build an income stream. And if this seems like a stretch today, Roofstock also offers amazing training through Roofstock Academy. 
You can learn what you need to be a successful real estate investor, all within that one platform. Here are some final thoughts. So when you hear that the average millionaire has seven streams of income, it's because they've diversified their assets. They have the you bucket and they take their money and invest it. And 90% of millionaires own real estate. If you're looking for a way to get started in real estate, again, check out Roofstock. They make it easy to get started in owning rental properties that are kind of turnkey and they make money like uh, now. You can check it out at thecollegeinvestor.com. I really hope this was helpful, gave you some tips and some really cool things to check out. Share this with a friend. If maybe you'd like to get in on this together and start doing some stuff, that'd be pretty cool too. You can find it at thecollegeinvestor.com. Just search for real estate versus stocks. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you again very soon.